0: Well, I've been out walking I don't do that much talking these days
1: Hello, you're listening to KUBUFM. Low power and the voice of Sacramento. You can find KUBU locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or cable access channel 17 and 18. You can also listen in on the internet at accesssacramento.org. This program is making tracks, and I'm your host Dale Steele. Ron Weekly, at this day and time. You can also find more information about what is covered on the show at daletracks.blogspot.com and you can contact me there if you have questions or suggestions about the show. Making Tracks is back and October is half over already. Well, on today's show... I'm going to share with you some observations about a recent event to welcome the salmon back to the lower american river while immediately downstream many thousands of heavy metal music fans returned to that same stretch of river again this year and i've also got detailed comments that were recently submitted to the city of sacramento regarding the many and unnecessary impacts that would occur to wildlife and habitat in the american river parkway because of a poorly planned bicycle trail extension music today Well, we'll hear Fight for You by Ray Zargoza for sure. And as time allows for you heavy metal fans, we'll either hear some of Beyond the Infinite Ocean by Akilla, or Oceans Aid Alaska, or Pollution by Climatic Terra, or Another Way to Die by Disturb. Get the idea? That's the theme. And now, head outside when you can. It's time for Making Tracks. Will the salmon return if no one greets them? Well, Friends at the Riverbank held their annual October event at Sutter's Landing Park on the American River Parkway on Saturday, October 12th. This annual event welcomes the salmon back from their long journey to grow to adults at sea and return home to spawn. It's one of Friends of the Riverbank's many popular events over the years with ideal weather, cookies, coffee, water, educational material, and games, including an environmental education program led by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. This year, there was also a volunteer work party to continue to remove trash, weeds, and other invasive plants that continue to increase in the area. Well, this year's event was no different except for one thing. Nobody came to the event. There were likely a number of reasons, including key staff being away due to family emergencies, illness, and busy lives. The volunteers that were able to come arrived early for the work party to continue clearing the Sutter's Landing Park Gateway to the American River Parkway, which has been neglected recently, allowing invasive weeds to spread as increasing numbers of people visit the area but leave behind their garbage, dog waste, and other trash. The gateway looks much better now, but it's missing much of its native plants that were planted there with a grant to establish the gateway. Weeds were an ongoing problem, but may be more under control now with ongoing hard work. Leaks in the irrigation system have been and recently fixed by city park staff after we reported it, they continue to drop off and pick up a trailer of all the weeds and invasive plants and trash that have been removed. The riverbank was cleaner too with only a single bag of trash and another bag full of recyclable bottles and cans being removed before the event. That still included rusty bottle caps, broken glass, hooks and fishing line, cans and bottles and more. Dog and human waste was avoided where encountered. The edge of the riverbank is exposed now due to low flows of warm water which is not as good for salmon, and also all the dogs and human activities have trampled the bank and lowered the quality of habitat for returning salmon there. The bank edge is about a foot lower and trampled mainly by all the off-leash dog activities that are usually present. The roots from the remaining riparian trees are exposed by all this trampling. There are also many signs of recent fires along the river's edge from campfires, which are illegal there, and very little understory is left growing under the remaining trees. Human and dog activity was very limited today, though, probably due in part to the presence of Department of Fish and Wildlife Service staff and the materials that they had set up for this event. The river area site was cleaned up and ready, and so were the Fish and Wildlife Service staff who had set up an educational table full of wildlife specimens, exhibits, and information, as well as a layout they had set up for a scavenger hunt for the kids who never came today. There were no actual event attendees at all today, but people did come by for other reasons and often stopped by briefly. And on the positive side, there was more time to share information and plan future events, while gradually a few families and other visitors stopped by incidentally. There were very good discussions about salmon, the need not to feed wildlife, where animal skins and skulls come from, why it's important to clean up after visiting in nature, and more. And all the volunteers and incidental visitors left with smiles on their face and maybe a cookie or two. Well, the same was true up at the parking lot above where free coffee, water, and cookies and information greeted those that wandered by on their way somewhere along the parkway. Seeing volunteers clearing, cleaning up the area and answer questions seemed to inspire some pride and friendliness too. What would it have been like if there was a kiosk occupied regularly by volunteers with similar information, suggestions, and an extra eyes out for any illegal activity, and maybe some water in- even a cookie. Well, the lack of a bathroom continues to be a major shortcoming at Sutter's Landing Park, and the porta potty over near the dog park is too gross to be used in anything except an emergency. Well, clearly there's much to think about for future Friends of the Riverbank events. There still seems to be great value in these events, even when they aren't attended because of all the secondary benefits and incidental opportunities to inspire others to appreciate nature. Meanwhile, Downstream at Discovery Park along the same American River, the aftershock heavy metal rock concert likely sold out in its now expanded three-day run along the river an estimated 90,000 people were expected there this year. 66,000 people sold out last year's event and paid at least $66 a day to do so. Well, how much, if, if any, of that money goes to benefit the parkway or restore the damage that comes with so many people being concentrated in one area? Very little, it seems. And instead of making the huge event pay for its true cost, the county is pursuing grant money from the Lower American River Conservancy to restore the picnic area. Now, the conservancy is supposed to provide funds for parkway preservation, conservation, acquisition, and restoration. Imagine what could be done to protect and appreciate the American River Parkway if such funds were used to benefit wildlife, habitat, nature, and open spaces, and encourage appropriate recreation and appreciation there. Something seems out of balance, or maybe just wrong. Meanwhile, the salmon, as well as all the other wildlife that depend on important habitat in this area, did just fine today.
2: Save the river, save the seas. Save the mother and her family. Can you take what you want and say that we are free? If you put oil in the water, we won't sit quietly. And they were singing stay
0: Fight for you. Don't look down when we march down.
3: This is Bird Note. American crows stream by overhead in the late afternoon. Rivers of crows. These are crows on a mission. They're headed to their night roost, a giant avian slumber party. Gathering in a park or woodland, they land in a tree, then scuffle and shuffle and squawk, filtering down through the branches. Birds riding late force the early birds lower into the trees. Crow experts think the roost may provide benefits like warmth, protection from predators, shared information about food sources, and a chance to find a mate. Immature crows may spend the night in the roost year-round, but adults of breeding age stay in their own nests while raising their young, then go back to the group after the fledglings leave. So just how many crows are there in a roost? That varies, but at one long-time roost in Danville, Illinois, locals have counted more than 100,000 crows. Not that the folks of Danville are especially happy about that. Imagine the ruckus when the first few thousand crows leave in the morning, about an hour before sunrise. Follow crows to their roost some autumn evening if you can, and watch these avian acrobats wheel in for the night. But if you go, just a word of warning you might want to take an umbrella for bird note i'm ashley aherton find out what's new with bird note subscribe to our weekly email at birdnote.org
1: you're listening to kubufm low power and the voice of sacramento this program is making tracks and i'm your host dale Steele. we're on weekly at this day and time I've talked before on this program about the proposed Two Rivers bike trail extension that the city of Sacramento has developed that would extend the existing bike trail segments from Sutter's Landing Park all the way up to Sac State. Uh, The environmental document has been out for review and comment period has closed. And today I want to share some of the comments that have been submitted by two local groups that know a lot about that stretch of the river And have raised a number of concerns as have many others about the proposed bike trail extension in its current form well friends of sutter's landing park and friends of the riverbanks are provided comments on the draft environmental document for the proposed two river bike trail both these organizations provided comments at earlier stages on this proposed project and they've been closely involved in the environmental stewardship nature programs and restoration of this area for many years In fact, both these organizations work closely with the city and others to obtain state funds to enhance and restore areas of Sutter's Landing Park and the surrounding American River Parkway for nature, passive recreation, and to provide a better gateway for Sacramento to the parkway. And this included a recently completed section of, of the Two Rivers bike trail. Well, Friends of Sutter's Landing Park is a nonprofit whose vision is to create a welcoming and safe space along the American River Parkway at historic Sutter's Landing Park in Midtown Sacramento, with the idea being that families and individuals should be able to relax, recreate, and enjoy the beauty and wonders of nature, both for now and generations to come. And meanwhile, Friends of the Riverbanks works closely with Friends of Sutter's Landing Park with an environmental education and, and programs to share a love of nature and others. FORB has hosted ongoing monthly events for approximately 14 years now. Well, this section of the American River in the project area is in close proximity to a large portion of the population of the city of Sacramento. This area, as well as the rest of the river within the American River Parkway, was preserved in no small part due to the hard work and foresight of many individuals, organizations, and the government to make sure it would provide critical and necessary opportunities to experience nature while living in an urban environment. Although the American River Parkway includes over 5,000 acres along some 23 river miles, very little habitat remains on the south side of the American River in the project area and the vicinity for wildlife to provide important... And ecological services and to buffer the river. The remaining habitat also provides passive recreation and enjoyment of nature aesthetic. The remaining habitat in the proposed project area must be preserved and enhanced to provide these vital benefits. The county is currently developing a natural resource management plan for the parkway that's meant to provide updated information on sensitive wildlife, habitat, and other resources and appropriate activities in those areas. Well, friends of Sutter's Landing Park and Friends of the Riverbanks support a paved two rivers bike trail if it's designed constructed and maintained so as to preserve the wildlife and natural habitat in the area. This has been reflected in previous comments regarding the project. Unfortunately, the current proposed alternative does not accomplish this, and both groups must oppose the project as now proposed. The city has failed to adequately analyze significant biological impacts to wildlife, mitigation and restoration habitat that exists there, ecological services, nature aesthetics, and water quality, in the unique and sensitive Lower American River Parkway. city has also failed to carry these issues forward in the draft environmental document and to make a good faith effort to avoid such impacts. Avoiding these impacts can only be resolved by placement of the remainder of the trail on top of the levee. This can be negotiated with the American River Flood Control District as been shown previously. Privacy concerns by some residences can be addressed with vegetation screening at much less project cost or environmental impacts. Instead of Accurately identifying biological impacts, the city provided stylized graphics and descriptions that actually mask those impacts in the draft environmental document. The city also avoided describing or analyzing similar impacts that have occurred with the recent tow of the slope levee bike trail construction that has been completed at Sutter's Landing Park as a direct result of constructing the trail at the toe of the levee negative impacts are ongoing at the recently constructed segment of the two rivers trail at Sutter's landing park and the city did not evaluate these impacts in the current draft environmental document although they have direct implications for the proposed project and these impacts include habitat loss fragmentation significantly increased legal and illegal activities at Sutter's landing park and these ongoing impacts also decrease the enjoyment of nature and open space there. These impacts will continue and increase if the proposed project is built as currently proposed. The cumulative impact of these issues will negatively harm Sutter's Landing Park and the Lower American River Parkway. City has proposed approximately $3 million in mitigation in the draft environmental document without adequately evaluating if these measures can be effective based on the experience at Sutter's Landing Park now. Current impacts along the recently constructed segment of the Two Rivers Trail at Sutter's Landing Park are unacceptable and must be resolved before further extension of the bike trail is undertaken in the Parkway. The City has treated this proposed project as if it were an urban development project, ignoring sensitive wildlife and habitat, the fact that it's located within the American River Parkway, and they've proposed mitigation outside the Parkway for impacts that could in reality be avoided. Such mitigation would also greatly increase project costs and it would be as with the necessary effort to protect and restore impacted habitat afterwards. In order be appropriate and and possibly address these impacts, any mitigation proposed in the draft environmental document must be completed in the same project area of the parkway, not off-site in mitigation banks to be identified later, as is currently proposed. Rather than offer insurances that adequate mitigation will be done later and elsewhere, appropriate mitigation must be accomplished in the project area and immediate vicinity in the parkway before any negative project impacts occur. Areas at Sutter's Landing Park that have been impacted by the construction of the last segment of the Two Rivers bike trail must be included in this mitigation and maintained to avoid additional and ongoing impacts as a result of placing the bike trail at the toe of the levee slope. As proposed now, the project would impact the aesthetics, nature, wildlife, and settings that draws people to the parkway. Until the proposed project is designed to avoid these unnecessary and significant impacts, Friends of Sutter's Landing Park and Friends of the Riverbanks oppose its construction and operation within the American River Parkway. These unnecessary and significant impacts and inadequacies include the following. Inadequate or missing documentation of biological impacts that are avoidable loss of sensitive habitat in the area of the parkway where there's very little remaining habitat, destruction of endangered species habitat, riparian and upland habitat fragmentation, impacts to existing mitigation areas, increased trash and dog and human fecal waste adjacent to the American River, loss of wildlife corridor function, Loss of ecological services in the project area and vicinity. Cumulative impacts that have not been adequately described or analyzed. Would add $3 million to project costs for mitigation including areas beyond the parkway. Doesn't currently address the existing biological impacts that occurred from previous bike trail construction. The Loss of nature and wildlife aesthetics in the project area and vicinity need to be adequately considered. It does not adhere to or address the American River Parkway plan and resources. It does not identify or address impacts to Sutter's Landing Park from the bike trail project. And it does not document flood control activities used to drop the levy top alternative, which was previously proposed as part of this project. Well, it's possible to to provide a paved bike trail on the south side of the American River Parkway. Other segments of the same bike trail have been constructed and are now in use. These are primarily sited on top of the levee, where they avoid direct impact to trees, wildlife, and sensitive habitat, and they preserve a narrow wildlife corridor while lessening water quality impact and providing for better wildlife viewing and passive recreation with these resources. The recent modification of the proposed project to include a section on top of the levee shows that this can be done at this segment too, where it is especially important. An exception to the levy top paved bike trail was recently constructed at Sutter's Landing Park, where the project included habitat restoration, limited invasive plant control, and a paved bike trail at the toe of the levee slope. Friends of Sutter's Landing Park and Friends of the Riverbanks did not support this decision, which was not part of the original grant they worked on. Several years later, most of the planted habitat has been lost due to fragmentation from increased off-trail access introduced by the location of the new paved trail off the levee top. Construction in and adjacent to sensitive habitat has allowed for the introduction and spread of invasive plants, destroyed the irrigation system that was put in, and allowed for much more dog waste, trash, illegal camping, and other negative activities, including frequent off-trail bike riding throughout the area. Friends of Sutter's Landing Park, and Friends of the Riverbanks and others continue to struggle with the increased impacts from this recently constructed project. This year alone there have been at least four work parties to remove invasive plants now spreading rapidly in the Sutter's Landing Park as a result Of the recent construction and increased activity by the recent project. We know from firsthand experience that expanding the paved bike trail at the total levee slope would increase those same impacts and greatly threaten remaining sensitive habitat, ecological services, and nature aesthetics in the remaining segments of the proposed project. The parkway and its resources, including appropriate recreation activities, would be better served by first relocating the recently constructed segment of the Two Rivers Bike Trail to the top of the levee in the vicinity of Sutter's. Landing Park and restoring the habitat that was lost or impacted by this recent project. Instead, the draft environmental document dropped this levee top paved alternative without further analysis in spite of many comments, including those from Friends of the Sutter's Landing Park and Friends of the Riverbank, that identified the impacts that have been described here. Instead, the city made a case for prioritizing neighborhood aesthetics and promoted a, quote, environmentally superior alternative, they said that would instead greatly impact natural resources and aesthetics in nature. This is misguided and unacceptable. It also brings into question the city's commitment to the preservation of resources loved by many in the American River Parkway. By directly impacting the very resources in the parkway that draw people to appreciate them, the city sends a message that these resources aren't important now. A large number of residences adjacent to the levee top already have vegetation in place in their backyards that effectively screens views from the levee top into their backyard. But no information on this was provided in the draft environmental document, but an additional screening, if desired, appears to be an easy solution for the neighborhood aesthetics issue. We'll have more to say when we when we find out what decisions have been made, but this is an ongoing issue, and I'm sure that there'll be considerable future discussion when it gets in front of the Sacramento City Council. Very unsatisfactory situation as it stands now. to check out my other radio program on KUBU. The Climate Report focuses on local climate actions and more, sponsored by 350 Sacramento, every Wednesday at noon. And be sure to tune in Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for Radio EcoShock, the latest on science, issues, and authors dealing with climate change and the environment on a global scale. Hosted and produced by Alex Smith. Don't miss it. You're listening to KUBU-FM, Low Power and Voices Sacramento. You can find KUBU locally at 96.5 on your FM dial or cable access channels 17 and 18. You can also listen in on the internet at accesssacramento.org. This program is Making Tracks. Again, thank you for listening.